Hi, and welcome to Getting Biblical, the show where I drink too much and talk about my favorite Bible stories. I am Matt Smith, your host, and thank you for joining us today. For today, we welcome you to a very special Easter Sunday version of Getting Biblical. It's this morning, you know, in homes all across the country and other parts of the world, people are waking up early today to put on their Sunday bests and head to their church, celebrate Jesus Christ, the Messiah's resurrection from after, you know, after the crucifixion, overpowering death itself and paving the way for humanity's sinful natures to be forgiven and eternal salvation for those that repent and call on his name. And we celebrate all that by eating chocolate rabbits and hunting for brightly colored eggs. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't quite make sense to me. There's. There's not a. There's not a one-to-one ratio there of how that came to be. I had originally intended for today's episode to be based on the resurrection story itself. You know, the whole uh, crucifixion and rising from the dead, Jesus's triumph over death and sin. Uh, but to be honest, it's really not a funny story. <laughs> I think I'm a funny guy. I have a decent knack for taking normal, possibly mundane things and turning them into at least moderately interesting and humorous anecdotes, but it's a little difficult to put a fun spin on nailing a guy to a cross and murdering him while a group of people watch and cheer and, and others have depression, you know, while watching the scene and and then three days later for him to, you know, arise from the grave. It, it's I'll find a way to do it eventually, but to complete that task without resorting to even one like zombie Jesus joke is going to take a lot more effort than I have time for right now, unfortunately. I got to put some real thought and, uh, and brain energy behind it. So, yeah, we're, we're going to do it. I'm, I'm willing to make that show. We're going to make it happen. I'm going to figure it out. But, uh, you know, tune in next year, <laughs> the, the 2020, Easter Sunday 2020, for my resurrection story recap. Uh, instead, for today, I thought we would dive into all the other bullshit surrounding the holiday that makes absolutely no sense based on the Bible story, right? There's so much of it, and I think it's I think it's pretty interesting, actually, how we came to be and how we currently celebrate, or how our culture, especially here in America, how we how we celebrate this day and and how we got to this point, if that makes any sense. So that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. That's what we're going to do. But first, let's talk about what I'm drinking. Being that it's Easter Sunday, I felt that it was apropos to drink what I think would be the quintessential Easter Sunday brunch right type of drink. At least that's what I have in my brain, my head. Uh, of course, I'm talking about mimosas, right? That's uh, the thing that everyone should be drinking out on the lawn while the kids run around and look in the, the tall grass for eggs. Mimosas are one of the easiest drinks to make. Generally, three parts chilled champagne and one part orange juice, right? It's uh, become socially acceptable to day drink, you know, mid, mid early afternoon or you know, especially around brunch time and everything. And, you know, it's got that little bit of a, the orange juice, citrus and everything. Uh, great. Most are great. Most are great, right? We all know that. So that's what I was going to do today. However, <laughs> this week has gotten the better of me. Uh, I've been working like 12-hour days uh, all this week at my job. We're, we're in our busy season for, you know, the next two, three weeks. And I just, I 
forgot to slash didn't have the energy to go to the store and pick up that what I needed. I, I unfortunately do not keep a fully stocked uh, champagne <laughs> stash at my house here. Uh, whiskey I have. Whiskey I got you. Vodka, rum, we got those things. Champagne I don't have a whole lot of. So I didn't have any of that. Actually, I didn't have any orange juice either. And so decided to go with the next best thing i had we had from this past weekend we had some revelries some festivities here at the house and i had some leftover beer and so the beer that i'm drinking today to tie into the thing that i was going to start off with none other than the champagne of beer miller high life uh i don't know if any of you fans are out there of craft beers and ipas and all that i can i can feel your groans right now in a lot of ways miller high life has gotten up in the the same category maybe with like a paps blue ribbon or you know like a coors light or maybe even like a bush something like that uh, depending on on everyone's own personal tastes and opinions and whatnot Personally, I don't hate on Miller High Life. I think it's it's a decent beer. It's I mean, it's definitely a value brand. It's cheap, right? You're getting what you're paid for. This isn't, you know, a peanut butter porter or some kind of, you know, super duper uh, IPA, whatever. You know, it's not like, you know, a dragon's milk or something like that. You get what you're getting, what you're paying for. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I don't know, like that, like Coors Light on a, on a sunny day where you're going to be outside. You know, if I'm going to be like walking through a theme park or doing anything any kind of manual labor outside or just being really outside that it doesn't have air conditioning period and i'm going to be drinking uh coors light or miller high life are, are going to be my two go-to's just uh, something about it. like you know like it's not great it's not and and if but it's at that level of oh if like a bead of sweat drops up into the beer it doesn't really matter that much like i'm still going to drink it that type of thing which is not a ringing endorsement i guess but i don't know i'm into it i liked it um i did i did start off by saying this was leftover for the party it's leftover because i purchased it so i'm gonna i'm gonna take all the you know i'm not i'm not pushing off any of that on anybody else uh i, I wanted something cheap and affordable to, to have 80 people over my house so uh, this is what we're drinking champagne of beers it has a, a, such a long history the company does with you know uh, with america and everything i mean it was it was released in the early 1900s, so uh, what, like 50 or 60 years after, I guess Yingling is our oldest brewer here in America, and so we had some others after that. So uh, newer than them, but I mean, over 100 years old now, and they're still killing it, they're still they're still doing it. Uh, give them a lot of credit, right? So yeah, Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. That's what we're drinking on this Easter Sunday morning. So, <laughs> actually, you know what? That actually makes more. That makes better sense because of what we're talking about. I wanted to have actual mimosas and actual champagne, and uh, I didn't have that stuff right to to do it right for you know the celebration here of of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, so instead, I'm doing I'm doing the champagne of beer. Instead, you know, kind of a, a cheap substitute for for what champagne actually is. And uh, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, the current traditions that we have for Easter are also uh, not quite the real deal as far as what we should be doing for the Bible story to celebrate that uh, and how it all should go. So maybe it ties in better than I thought. Everything everything works out for a reason, I suppose. So anyway, that's what I'm drinking. Let me go ahead and pop this bad boy. There we go. That's great. It's what, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. Okay. So anyway, that's 
that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> Let's get back to the weird things you might not know about Easter. Easter, also known as Resurrection Sunday, is here in the States a day that we celebrate Jesus' miraculous resurrection from the dead after his crucifixion, which paved the way for our sins to be forgiven and have eternal life up in heaven for those that believe in him, right? I kind of mentioned that earlier. We know most of that, I think. However, Easter has a lot of other shit all wrapped up in it, right? This day we call Easter. Uh, this time of year, this month of April, has historically had a lot of competition as far as holidays go. You know, it's the springtime, which means rebirth after winter, right? All, all that. And it was just a time celebrated in just about every early human civilization that we still see the remnants of today, right? There's so much, just about every every culture had a some kind of springtime festival or springtime holiday or whatever to celebrate to whatever pagan god they worshipped in that part of the world. Like, that was just, that was just throughout. That was just very common practice. So... When Jesus rose from the dead and the Christian religion spread and they chose, you know, this time of the year for it, uh, which is a deeper level, it's connected to Passover and all kinds of stuff, but we're not talking about that right now. Um, when that all happened, it got then combined, you know, the new Christian faith and all that, whatever, spreading the good word, uh, spreading the gospel, often got combined with these other rooted in paganism cultures and traditions. So Resurrection Sunday, sometimes uh, it's a Monday in some, some countries, how they, how they observe it. But over the years, the day has been combined and warped with many other pagan holidays and traditions and cultures. And then it creates this really unique mix of a day, a, hol a holiday celebrated around the world, but in radically different ways. Like some take the more Christian literal approach and then others stick closer to their pagan roots and not so much on the Christian stuff. So I just want to cover a few of my favorite different traditions from around the world uh, from the from the closer to paganism to the closer to Christianity and then meeting in the middle a little bit. So I think it's just, I guess I think it's fascinating because so many countries have something going on this day. I remember growing up when I asked my parents, you know, what the hell Maybe I didn't use hell when I was young, but what what's the deal uh, with the eggs and the bunnies and all that? What they have to do with the resurrection of Jesus? And I was I was told that they were pagan traditions that had been merged into Easter that were leftover celebrations of the goddess Ishtar or Isis. So I, I had this belief for many years uh, until I actually looked into it myself. So the first fun fact, whatever that we're going to talk about today, is kind of an unfact. <laughs> I'm 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 fact checking what I was told growing up, and and because if you Google it, some some places on the internet will also tell you the same thing about Ishtar, and I I'm here to tell you that's not true, or at least I don't think so. See, Ishtar was an ancient Mesopotamia, uh, Babylon, whatever, then Egyptian. Uh, that whole region of the world, right? Ishtar was the goddess of war and fertility for that region. And, you know, she could turn the tides of war and could help people fall in love and all this kind of stuff. And, and the fertility part of her nature is what gets her this reputation as being connected to the holiday traditions. Uh, that and her name Ishtar and the holiday Easter uh, sound kind of similar. So I, I get it, right? Uh, but it, again, I'm calling it fake news. It doesn't, nothing else matches up. 
All the symbols and everything that I could find about Ishtar had absolutely nothing about hiding eggs or bunnies or anything else. Uh, Ishtar's like signs and all that were like I think like an eight-pointed star and her her like spirit animal or whatever her, her her animal representative and whatever and icons and things was like lions she had like lions at her feet a lot and stuff no bunnies no bunnies at all the, the only uh, nothing matches up aside from the old you, are you too young to remember this the old cadbury bunny commercials growing up where they would you know most of the commercials all had like bunnies and then there was like one that had like the big lion with bunny ears on it and and he roared that's a it's a stupid reference i guess but that's the closest thing that i could find for this goddess ishtar so first thing that's i don't think that's the case that's not true we have a much better connection out there so easter the holiday does not get its name from the goddess ishtar but it does i think get its name from the germanic goddess eoster or ostara However, her name is spelled, I've seen it both ways, E-O-S-T-R-E and O-S-T-A-R-A. Germanic, for those that don't know, have roots with the Norse gods, Odin and Thor and all that awesome stuff. And she doesn't seem to be a big player with them, uh, per se. Like, I, she's not, like, noted in a lot of the, the older Norse stuff or whatever. I think she kind of came along later as the myths were translated from Scandinavia, like, down through europe and through germany and stuff but she was a, a springtime goddess whose symbols were rabbits and eggs and this whole idea of rebirth and fertility all the things that you know we match up with easter today so i think it's pretty pretty clear that if anything these traditions we have for our holiday easter originated with this girl with this, with this goddess which would mean that our American traditions of bunnies and Easter eggs and everything actually come from Germany. Our German uh, immigrants from way back in the day here in America. In fact, if you look at it, Germany traditions and American traditions have got to be, for Easter have got to be the most similar in the whole world. Like other parts of the world that also kind of you know celebrate you know Easter and everything, not the same. We're the closest. I think there's an. I think it's, if you just look at it, it's like an obvious one to one. Like like Germany is all about like they kind of like lean more towards the bunnies and everything than we do. They have they have Easter trees over there, like kind of like Christmas trees, but for Easter where they hang eggs on them, you know, brightly colored eggs and all whatever. And they like go in for all that kind of stuff, and they're kind of lighter on the the Christian resurrection part of it. And then over here in America, we're a little heavier on the the Christian stuff, and then lighter on the the Easter trees and everything. But it's a very clear connection to the Germans and and our our German roots and everything here in America and 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 the immigrations and everything. So. The background is pretty plain and simple. Once you put two and two together, they had springtime traditions. This Christianity thing came along. Uh, the people were like, hey, we can combine the days. No big deal. And they did. <laughs> and then they migrated here to the U.S. And chocolates and gift giving and all that were good for business. So the commercialization of it all spread. And now it, it just is. It's just the things. Seems pretty straightforward to me. So, by the way, if anyone tells you this crap, if anyone tries to lie to you and tells you that uh, we use these the plastic eggs for for Easter Sunday, whatever, you know, the ones that you can like open and put like dollar bills and candy inside, right? Those plastic eggs. Uh, if you if anyone tries to tell you that we use those, I've heard this. I've heard people tell me this. We use those 
<laughs> and hide hide shit for kids in it because it helps us remember the empty tomb that they found after Jesus resurrected. That is some bullshit. <laughs> that is the that is you trying to take some other traditions that are going on now and make them backwards compatible or whatever with with what you want to believe. So you can throw that right out the window. Um, I mean, I'm not whatever. It's none of my business if you want to like go you know hunt eggs, but don't don't try to say it's coming from anywhere else. I know maybe you've never heard that before. I've heard that. Whatever. Okay, so now we've discussed the kind of like the basic the ground layer of the you know, the pagan roots of our Easter traditions and everything. So here's some other fun facts about how Easter is celebrated around the world. So some places like Brazil are super into the, the death part of the resurrection story, uh, the crucifixion, right? These and some other countries do annual reenactments of Jesus dying on the cross and they make a huge production out of it. Like they go all in, right? The, the whole the whole city or whatever, everyone comes out and like watches the actor guy like like hold the cross and go through the streets and march up and whatever, and then and then they put him up on the cross and all this kind of stuff and and whatever, you know. That's I get it, uh, you know. That's fine, you know. I, uh, very high production value. I support it, all that kind of stuff. Now it's one thing to reenact it, right? To do like a play to get the sense of it all right, to get the scope of what you were witnessing, it's impactful, right, if you're really trying to preach that story. But in the Philippines, uh, in particular, they take it to another level. And they have people, volunteers, they're not, this isn't mandated or whatever, but volunteers that let themselves actually get nailed to the cross. Uh, like full-on nail through the hand, all that kind of stuff, right? They're, like there's, there's this one guy you can look up, uh, he's been doing it for 30 years. Doing, been th- over 30 years. That's that's he looks forward to it every year. Like, oh, I'm gonna go, you know, <laughs> do my thing as as Jesus for the week and get nailed to this cross. It's just his thing, man. It's his hobby. <laughs> it's whatever. And I'm not I'm not disrespecting it. I, whoa, like the guy, guy's got bigger balls than I do. Like, 30 straight years of getting nailed to that cross, you know, for for Easter Sunday. I'm like, how, how did that even start, I wonder? Like, 30 years ago, were they just, like, looking for actors and, like, you know, that were willing to get tied to a cross? And he wanted to, like, really stand out in the audition. He's like, no, nah, like, no, nah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we go for real. Uh, I don't know. Best method actor ever. Uh, getting nailed to the cross for 30 years, man. Like, props to him, bro. Man. So, so that's, like, the religious right version of Easter traditions. Now let's go to the middle of the road. And... Like most secular, non-Christian, but not super pagan, like customs, has to be, so like the most straight-up secular, non-Christian, but also non-pagan, just kind of, it is what it is, whatever, customs, has to come from Norway. Now, Norway doesn't really celebrate the whole Jesus thing too much. They know what Easter is, I guess, but they don't, ah, it's not a big deal. They do, however, apparently, currently, <laughs> love to do TV marathons, specifically of crime shows, and promote crime-related books at this time of the year. 
Yeah, uh, Easter is like Shark Week for crime stories in Norway, evidently. Uh, like, apparently back in the 1920s, there was a crime book that was released this week or this month or whatever and hit the bestseller list, and the whole country, like, just loved it and couldn't get enough of it, and it just exploded. And now, like, every every year at this time, they just totally, like, dive in, lean in hard on crime shows and you know i don't like I I what a what a weird interesting like not again no disrespect like i think it's i think it's neat uh but like you know what a what a different way to celebrate easter is like no we're watching criminal minds for 48 hours this weekend you better not you know i'm drinking my i got my mimosa i got my champagne of beer don't bother me csi miami is on or whatever i don't know i think it's neat i think it's i think it's cool another one that was neat uh the czech republic uh, well, maybe maybe I was a little too strong with the word neat. Another one that's very interesting is the Czech Republic. In the Czech Republic, it's re- it's customary for boys, some men, uh, males, to make whips, uh, lighthearted whips, usually not like actual break the skin doing damage whips, but little little whips made out of ribbons usually or whatever. Whips nonetheless, though, and to <laughs> to whip girls with them. Uh, they're supposed to chase girls and whip them gently, sort of. Uh, and then when by doing so, if a female is whipped <laughs> in such a way that they're supposed to uh, give the male an egg in return for the whipping. And the whipping is supposed to, as a thank you, I guess, or whatever, because the whipping is supposed to grant health and fertility to the girls and thus you get an egg in return. I don't know. Listen, here on Getting Biblical, we never want to kink shame. So you keep doing you, Czech Republic. Uh, yeah, uh, never, yeah, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> and the last little bit of fun. So in Australia, uh, Australia celebrates Easter a bit also, but in Australia, rabbits are considered pests that eat crops and whatever and they don't like them they don't want to glorify them with chocolate renditions or stories of them laying brightly colored candy filled eggs or anything like that like they're like fuck these rabbits we hate the rabbits we're not doing it so they swapped the rabbit lore with something called a bilby now i had to google what a bilby was but they're an endangered species in australia they live in the desert apparently and they look kind of like you took uh, an a possum and then made them like 20% cuter <laughs> like you put like take a possum not an American opossum right the ones that look like like meth addicts or whatever but uh, the regular possums a little bit cuter but then make that one like 20% cuter and put put rabbit ear rabbit ears on him and then he's got like a longer thinner tail with a little bit of fur on the end instead of the the bunny rabbit like cotton ball or whatever like a longer thinner yeah, so cuter possum with rabbit ears and a longer rat tail, but has a little flare on the end, is what a bilby is. <laughs> and, and so in Bilba, in Australia, so in Australia, because they like the bilbies more than rabbits, they have Easter bilbies. They have chocolate bilbies that you can buy instead of instead of chocolate rabbits. Um, also, by the way, which sounds like a great tradition, like I don't know, that sounds neat. Like I would, I, I can't, I want to go down to Australia at Easter time just to say I had a 
a chocolate bilby. Um, <laughs> uh, also, even better though, there's another name for bilbies, and it's rabbit bandicoots. And a uh, new band name, I called it. Anyway, so that's uh, that's my show. <laughs> Just a, a little bit of, of pagan roots, hopefully interesting tidbits and some other things surrounding the Easter holiday. A lot of neat stuff, a lot of fun stuff. It's a cool holiday around the world. We're all getting, you know, hopefully just having family time together. And maybe you're whipping girls with ribbons or eating chocolate bilbies. I don't know what you're doing, where you're at, but uh, hope, hope, hopefully you're spending it with, with family and having a good time because that's really what's at the heart of it all. So... Anyways, I'm about done now. Uh, I'm going to finish drinking this beer and <laughs> call it a night. It's going to be my bedtime pretty soon. So thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you have a fantastic week. Cheers. <laughs>